TheScoreNorth.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of The Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's Score North Live. You know, you got to know how to digest things quickly, whether it's a win or a loss. You can't never take none of the heart. You got to kind of embrace it, you know, learn from it, whether it's a win or a loss, and get back to work because but this thing rolled around fast, and you got to get your body and your mind ready to go physically and mentally. That was Dalvin Cook. This is Score North Live, Hour 2, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Rami Makloft, Eklund Goff on the other side of the glass, filling in for Manny this week, and uh, joining me for the first time on Score North Live. For this entire hour, you hear him frequently with Matthew Collar on Purple Daily on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It is the former Vikings offensive lineman, Alex Boone. Booney, you ready to go? You ready to do this thing? Dude, you're not ready for this. Declan and I were just talking. You are so not prepared not, for today. I'm not ready for this? Dude. What am I'm I getting, not ready for? I'm getting more excited by the minute for this game. It's going to be a slugfest. Like, these are the ones you're like, hey, can I come out of retirement just one time to stand on the sidelines to firsthand see somebody get smacked? It's going to be incredible. Just get out there and hit somebody in the mouth. No booty. question. Just hit me. Go ahead. You guys can all just come out. Dude, that People like are they seriously don't understand how fun it was sometimes just to get hit by like legendary people. You were like, God, that guy almost broke my jaw. It was I felt incredible. Awful. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to hit you, dude, because I know that the reflex for an offensive line oh, when quick. you hit them is, is to hit back. You're just yeah. gonna, you're going to put a hand on me, and I'm going to crumble. Alex Boone is what is what's going to happen. Pretty much. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard before the break, but Derek Wetmore was saying that uh, he challenged or you challenged him to an arm wrestling match for this hour, no. and he was just gracious enough to uh, step back and let you have the hour. <laughs> I think I just took it over. Robbie, you invited me on. I was so excited. Are you kidding me? I cannot wait for this. Yeah, man. I, I love working with Alex Moon because you bring the energy. You bring the fire to the show. No offense to any co-host that I've ever had here at Score North <laughs> or at my previous stop at 105.7 FM, The Fan in Milwaukee. Nobody brings the excitement and the energy. I only get texts that are all capital letters and expletive laced yes, about yes. how excited they are about the show from Alex Boone and Alex Boone only. But I, I, I can see why you're fired up for this game on, on Saturday, Booney, because... I know, I, and I said the same thing last week. Now, full disclosure, I took all this back when we found out that they'd be down two cornerbacks. But throughout the week, before we before we got that news, I was saying that I'm I'm giving the Vikings a better chance to beat the Saints than I think most people are. And I'm saying the same thing about this 49ers game. I think the Vikings, when you look at what the 49ers do well and what the Vikings do well and, and vice versa, the weaknesses of the two teams, I think the Vikings are poised to exploit a few weaknesses or at least match up well to a few of their strengths. And I'm giving them a, a pretty decent shot. I don't, I don't have a prediction formulated yet, but I'm giving them a really decent shot to win this football game on Saturday, Boom. Dude, I'm, I'm far from a prediction because I haven't really broken down enough film. But I think that when you look at this Vikings team, and a lot of it is spearheaded by Dalvin Cook, and it's kind of like, listen, dude, is my man going to take over the game? Because I've said this before, and I've heard defenses. We're going to shut the run game down. Dude, it's so easy to say we're going to shut the run game down. It's so much harder to physically stand in there and take a hit from Dalvin. Like, and I And I credit that to the Saints losing, because I think they underestimated number one, Kirk Cousins, and number two, Dalvin. They were like, yo, 
dude, we're going to stop this running. This is nothing. This O-line is nothing. Like, you actually have to physically go up there and make that hit and make it count. Now, there was one hit in the game that maybe Dalvin was like, I wasn't expecting that. But the rest of them were all Dalvin. And it was him imposing his will against a team. When you can do that in a game, especially a playoff game, where, number one, time of possession is huge, right? Like, the less they have the ball, the better. Number two, you start to wear down their secondary because they love to run Dalvin on the edges, right? Like, dude... When you can beat up a cornerback naturally by letting your running back just run over him, that is going to get you yards in the pass game because they start to slow down. They start to mentally think, is this play action? Is this run? Am I going to get hit? Do I have to, you know, there's so much rolling through their heads that it just, it spearheads this great offense into a tough defense like this. And people question whether or not momentum is a real thing, Boone. Momentum is absolutely a real thing, and when you're on the road, especially for a playoff game, and I think we saw some of this last week in a really tough play, tough place to play in the Superdome, which is long drives that are largely turning around and handing off to a guy and running it right down your throat. It's demoralizing to the defense, yes, but it also takes the air right out of a stadium, and that has a, a, a tangible effect on the field in that it's easier for the quarterback to call the plays in the huddle. It's easier for the quarterback to call out the hot routes and his calls at, at the at the line of scrimmage. A running game changes the momentum and takes the air out of a stadium in a football game. Agreed. And if you think about it, think about this. All the times that Dalvin isn't on the field, it kind of seems like the defense is more ferocious, right? Like the defense playing the Vikings offense, or they seem like they're going to pin their ears back a little bit more, or they think that they, whatever it is, when he's on the field, it's like all eyes are on him. So you don't even have to give him the ball. He has already taken up so much of the mental space of the defense on the field. Like, is is it going to him? How is it going to him? Is it going to be a toss? Is it going to be a handoff? Is it going to be a screen? Is it going to be a, you know, a revert? Whatever it is, however they're trying to get him involved in this offense, so many people are focused on that and then you forget about who else is on the field Kyle Rudolph Diggs Thielen Irv Smith Jr. there's so many other weapons that having him just out there laughing staring at people has to just be the most mental mind game ever have you ever been in a game where you could just tell that you you were running it down a team's throat and you could just tell that they were beaten and demoralized Absolutely. And when they would start rotating in guys a lot faster, you know, some guys were like, dude, if they're going to stay in 23 the whole day, I'm out. I'm done. I'm just, come here, bring me in. Because you, you start beating up. And, and you're in the playoffs. So let me just say this. While we're like, ah, this is still like the number one defense in the NFL. So the number one defense in the world, let's say. You could just say that. When you talk about that, they're prepared for this. They don't sleep on people because they're so disciplined. That's what, and last week, we talked about the path to victory. And you're supposed to somebody's supposed to play some bells, but Matt, Matt's not here, so I guess we're not going to do it. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Do you have it's the just, path to greatness bells? I'm sure they're on the purple path daily to victory. Paper. Too. Path to victory. I'm sorry. We, t- we talked about all these things, but one of the things was the Saints were not a disciplined team. They're the number two team in penalties, and most of them are on defense. When you talk about this team, it's the opposite, dude. Teams like this are prepared, but what do you do to throw at them that they're ready? You throw so much Dalvin at them that eventually they kind of get worn down. They get broken down. They kind of look around. To go, dude, they could just run this ball every down for the next 65 plays and still score 21 points. So, like, we have to come up with something. Then guys start getting worried and they start frantically playing. Then you got to think the offense on the other side starts seeing it too. And they're like, dude, we're not going to have many possessions. We got to start going. Like, what, everything we do now has to be efficient. Dalvin Cook being on the field affects the opposing offense because they know that the time of possession they're going to have is now limited and they have to be more effective. And that will always push something in the back of your brain to be like, dude, cannot screw up. You cannot screw this up. Got to pull up. Oh my God, he logged. I don't know what to do. You know, like, it just, think 
things happen so much faster than it, and that's when you start making more mistakes. So you're saying that's the path to victory? Path to victory. Yes! You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Jacqueline. You're the best. Good work, sir. Good work. And, you are the best. And the flip side, when you talk about what, what you might worry about in the 49ers offense, Boone, and they are a lot like, because they yeah, both come they from, the, from the coaching tree, like the Vikings offense in that they try to run the ball to set up the pass, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have a committee of guys, you know, and right now yeah, they it's don't have a Raheem Mostert. Yeah. It's Raheem Mostert, which nobody's ever heard of, but it was him, Brita, and Tevin Coleman for a long time. Now, Tevin's kind of fallen by the wayside, although I still think he can be effective at times. Brita, to me, is still like the guy that I love watching. He has always reminded me of a tough runner, loves to just kind of grind it out, but he's really instinctual. Raheem Mostert's kind of starting to come on, but the three of these guys, they all kind of play differently, which is unique because depending on who the back field is kind of depends on what the play is like you can kind of almost narrow the plays down a little bit more but when you're looking at this offense guys are showing up now like a Debo Samuel who I think that if he'd have played in the first half like he did in the second half of the season he would easily be the rookie of the year like hands down he's starting to show up on a lot of these gimmick plays a lot of these quick passes a lot of these reverses another guy you have to worry about is Emmanuel Sanders who got traded over there like all of a sudden this guy's blossoming into something beautiful right like he's their deep threat he's the guy that likes to get downfield be in the slot have some fun you got a use check in the backfield who's a fullback who in my opinion could really be unique in what he does because you don't see fullbacks that are running wheel routes anymore. You don't see these fullbacks that are running these Texas routes that are like, oh my God, did he just, oh my God, he got out of his shoes. The fullback got him? My God. But the guy you got to worry about the most is Kittle. He's the guy that brings the ferociousness to this offense. He's the guy that's like, I'm going to either run through you or run through you and him at the same time. We're all going to laugh while we do it. Like He's just crazy. And, <laughs> and guys like that should always worry you because you always know what they're thinking. If it's crazy, they're thinking it. They're not thinking, I'm going to go down. I'm going to go out of bounds. They're thinking, I will fight as hard as I have to. So to me, who do you stop first? Kittle. You stop him, you can slow this offense down so much. Booty, did you hear the story that he told about why he's become so hard to tackle? No, he talked no. about it a couple of weeks ago. A couple of years ago, his tight ends coach came to him and just said, and I quote, don't get tackled. Like that that was it. See, and, crazy. George, and George Kittle was like, got oh, it. that's an option? I didn't know that I thought I was just supposed to go down when people hit me. So he got it got that mindset of don't get just keep running right. until somebody drags you down to the ground. And you see that. You see like it takes three or four grown ass men to try yeah. and bring this guy to the ground. It's crazy. Look at the Saints game. To win the game, they yep. needed a huge fourth and two. They throw it to Kittle on this flat route, right? He turns up the field, and you can see him smile as he turns up the field like, dude, who's, who is enemy number he one? He relishes in it. Dude. Yeah. They, they start calling. Did you see the guy punching him in the side of the rib? Yes. It's like he got even more pissed off from that guy. <laughs> so then he starts punching guys back. It's like, dude, listen. It was a for the knees. Dude, it was never a street t- fight. It was. It was a street fight running down the sideline, but that's what cost the Saints the game. First of all, because they're what? Undisciplined. They can't tackle. They have penalties. But when you let guys like that get going and have fun, they bring life into this team. And then not only that, but we haven't even talked about the defensive side getting Quan Alexander back, having D Ford on the field. Like, if you can shut down one player on the entire field, I wouldn't even be Nick Bosa for me. It would be George Kittle. Whoever is targeted with shutting him down is going to have the toughest game. I think that they're actually equipped 
And you tell me if if I'm wrong, Boone, or if I'm oh no, if they I, are. If I'm way off track, I think they they are as equipped as anybody in this league to contain George Kittle, much like they contained Michael Thomas last week. You know, you didn't stop the guy. I mean, he still went for seven catches right. for seventy yards, which is a good week for any receiver not Just named not Michael him. Thomas, right. right? But I I think with George Kittle, you can contain him, and three guys in particular, I, I think will be key to that. Harrison Smith, obviously, and you don't have to tell people how good Harrison Smith is. For all the problems that Xavier Rhodes has had in covering people, and that was still a problem last week, he's as physical a tackler as you're going to find at the cornerback position. But I think the guy who's going to be key, who you're going to see on him a lot, is going to be Lance Kendricks. This is uh, per NFL next-gen stats. I know you hate the analytics from listening to Purple Daily, but Kendricks has a 20% ball hawk rate, which is third highest among linebackers, and that's just to put it simply, the percent Percentage of targets at you where you got a hand on it or got an interception and allowed a 56% completion percentage as the nearest defender in coverage. That was third lowest among linebackers. He also has 12 pass breakups this season. He's as good in pass coverage as just about any linebacker in the league. And that, that's largely why he made all pro. This guy is all over the place on the football field. Dude, when he didn't make the Pro Bowl, I might have made the biggest scene about it. Like, dude, the fans are stupid. Like, they just don't know football. If you're going to let Eric Kendricks not go to the Pro Bowl on a first ballot, you all should be ashamed of yourselves. Like, we've been saying it all year. This kid is incredible. His coverage skills are amazing. And that's, people go, well, what makes you a good linebacker? Nowadays, if you can cover just a tight end. You are an incredible linebacker because mostly they just hit people. They're sideline to sideline. They're covered skills. Eh. Kendricks does everything well. And not only that, but he's a leader on the defense. He's going to have a tough week. I think that when you look at this, though, and I said this yesterday, I think Collar kind of fell out of his seat. I like the Xavier Rhodes matchup again. Just because when you have a physical player going against another physical player, refs are just going to kind of let it roll sometimes. They're going to be like, you know what? You asked for it. You so you think it. we're going to see Rhodes on Kittle for much of the I, day? I think that it would make more sense. I think that Kittle, a lot of the catches he makes, yeah, he, sometimes he's just wide open. Like You're like, wow, they totally just forgot the one guy. That, like, How does that even happen? But the most of the catches are contested. And he's going up and making a big play, or he's like, I'm going to be physical to do this. Who better than Xavier Rhodes? And I'm telling you, because I've heard it from refs myself. They're like, listen, if you guys really want that smoke, we'll give it to you. Just don't turn around in the fourth quarter and go, yo, what's going on? Like, this is how it's going to be the rest of the day. They'll let it go on as long as it's not, number one, egregious. But who even knows what the hell egregious is anymore? I mean, Alberto Rivera is... He's got to get fired for sure. But, <laughs> like, that dude's got to go. I would love that job, too, because I think I would do a great job of explaining so many more things than he could explain. But You want to be a referee in the NFL? No. Oh, I would love it. Are you kidding? <laughs> All right. I'll be like, over there. hey, what'd you say, Rodney? Dude, All right, hold on. Hockey- we got holding. Boone, I'll tell you right now, I'm not here to kiss your ass, but Hockey Lee's got nothing on you, man. Like, if, you, you. if you wear those, those, those tight shirts, short sleeves like Hockey Lee was, and you're just Dude. flexing on every first down, people are going to know who Alex Boone is around the world. Uh, we got encroachment. Yeah, on you. On you. Don't look at me like that, Mike. I know what you did. Full Dude, gun I would, show. I'd Full be gun show on display. Show. You're, you're, what, no where'd refer- the beach ball go? No referee, no referee has ever broken up a pile as quickly as oh. Alex Brood will break <laughs> up a pile. What if you just saw the white hat flying in? <laughs> <laughs> Is that Boone? <laughs> Football! Sorry, guys. I had a triggered. 
Outside of Kittle, though, the one and you mentioned him already. The guy who kind of scares me in this game is is Debo Samuel because the yeah, kid can on, the kid can just flat out fly. Like you said, he's been coming on the second half of the season, and for all the adjustments and improvements that we've seen from this Vikings defense, Boone, the deep ball is still a problem, and we saw that almost get him. Well, it did eventually turn into a touchdown, but we saw it almost get him on a deep strike touchdown last week. In New Orleans, for as well as the defense played, that problem reared its ugly head again, and you can be damn sure they're taking a few shots downfield with Debo Samuel. Absolutely, and you know what else too is these like trickery plays with like especially like Taysom Hill, and that was one of the things last week that we didn't get to, but like the dude's dangerous when he's on the field because you never know what they could do. Like at one time or another, it was like okay, he's only going to run the ball, but then they start letting him throw it, and you're like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, now he's actually a pretty good thrower. Like, right. Okay, well, he could actually start for probably half the team, so now he can either run it, throw it. Like, You just make so many more defenses think, and this Niner team has that ability to go out there with these trick plays. And I mean, I think of the I – can't, I can't remember what game it was, but it was a big one, and the first play was like a double reverse pass, and it went for a touchdown, and it was like – these guys are not afraid to be who they are. And I've said that from the beginning of this year about the Niners is I commend Kyle Shanahan on always being the same guy every week. You never, and I, and I love that about Stefanski, but there are times where the offense doesn't show up that he kind of goes down into a hole and you're like, nah, man, that you got to like go crazy, be excitable, you know, make it crazier. If it's not working, you got to do something. Kyle Shanahan has that ability to go. Number one, we've lost players throughout this year and still maintained an extremely high level of play, right? Like, especially your left tackle, your right tackle go down, your fullback goes down, at times your tight end was down. Like, you've still kept that high level of expectations and met it every week because of your creativity. That is one thing that can always be dangerous, especially when you look back on this Saints game and you're like, well, the way they used Taysom Hill wasn't even that crazy. It's just he was effective. And the deep ball that they had, like, man... I think it's just sometimes teams lull you to sleep, and you know, and you're and you're in it, and you're in it, and you're like, man, eventually the big, oh, there it is, there's the big play they got, you know, and then you get the defense comes back to being more disciplined because Zimmer starts going nuts on the sideline. Yeah, man, they 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 will have some tricks up their sleeve, and a lot of them will include Debo Samuel, and, and much like the Vikings, we talked about the similarities between these two offenses. They run, 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 set up the play action, try to lull you into thinking another run is coming, right? And, and, shot. and then it Feeling. goes, and then it's going right over your head, right? And that's, but that's what's, you know, it's so crazy because like you would talk about it, you're like, it's so predictable, but when you're in the game, you can sometimes not tell what scenario you're in, you know, especially for like when you're on offense, you're normally supposed to be the ones dictating the tempo. You can tell at times when the defense is dictating it and we've kind of gone into a little bit of a shell of ourselves and it's like, okay, quick, what are we going to do? Formulate a different plan. So we're going to run these plays to kind of get loosen them up a little bit. But there are times when you're like, man. This is just like the first 15. This is incredible, right? Like, here comes the boot, and he comes in, he's like 97 way. You're like, all right. And then all of a sudden, they're like, these plays, and you have to start having fun because all of a sudden, the run game's picking up. Guys are having fun. Three yards become four, four become five, and then all of a sudden, here comes that deep shot to Thielen. And it's when you do that in the game, and you're here to like, go, go. You're like, oh, man, here we go, baby. It's dancer time. Like, these guys are gone. That's when you know you have the tempo, and that – for me, if the Vikings can do that on the road in Levi Stadium, dude, they have a way better shot than people give them credit for. Boone, let me ask you a question. Do you just like lay awake at night, like thinking of football plays? Like, do you incredible. just like call them out? Uh, it's you have no idea. I mean, like I've texted you guys like late, like four a.m. and stuff. Like I'm like, dude, what are we talking about tomorrow, man? Like it's just 
I'll like go to bed and wake up and say like, dude, this would be a great play. And I think a lot of that stemmed from like being in San Francisco that those guys were always like Greg Roman and Harbaugh. They were constantly football, football, football. I was like, they'd be talking to them and all of a sudden they go, dude, that's a great idea for defense. Oh my, come here, come here, come here. You're like, were you even listening to me? No, what were you saying? <laughs> You're like, what? All right, I'm just going to go this way then. You know, like they're just constantly thinking about something. It makes life fun to me. I can, I can just picture one of your kids running away like, no, you don't run counter. You run power when you run at mile. <laughs> Who doesn't run the high route yeah. on Waggle? Dad. Do it. The hole was clearly not open. You cut. Uh, you got to cut. You jump dude. cut, man. What are you it, doing? It, it was so fun, though. When I was young in the league, I had my first son. We he used to come to football with me all the time. And he there was times he would sit in on meetings. And he would, like, coaches would cut into me. Or, like, he'd come have dinner with us. And then we'd be sitting there. Coach would come over to the table and just cut into everybody. But, hey, Johnny, how you doing? You want a cookie? I'm like, dude, <laughs> what is going on? Like, they come over, they'd be like, dude, did you guys see play 35? What the hell were you guys like? Really? And then all of a sudden they'd hand Johnny a cookie and be like, hey, have a great day, buddy. How old are the like, kids now? Do they play? Oh, Johnny loves it, dude. I got eight, five, three, and one. Johnny's my eight-year-old. He's my quarterback, dude. He is. He's a monster. He loves football. He talks about it. like he can remember any game, any score. He constantly talks over me. Like I'm like Johnny. Was that the Seattle? I'm like Seattle, Dad. God, I can't believe you don't remember. I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> sorry, dude. Like we remember the score of that Johnny's like twenty-one to eighteen. Do you not paying attention? He's like, sorry. He's like Sean McVay, just telling the game and it's what incredible. time in the game it was, and he'll tell you what play happened and the result of it. Dude, he loves. Well, you know what he loves too. He loves. I think he loves the exoticness of a defense, like because he'll love like third downs. Like, he'll be like, Dad, look at that. Dad, they're son. all moving that is around. Truly your boy. Oh, yeah. He'll be like, Do you think you know where they're going? I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have an idea. He's like, Me too. <laughs> like, dude, I'm like Johnny, two or one. He'll be like, I don't know, man. It looks like cover one, but they could go too quick, Dad. They're pretty good at it. Are they playing flag at that age? It's flag at eight, right? Oh yeah, dude. I'm the head coach. Are you kidding me? We. Okay, you should hold, see, on, hold on. You hold should on. Hold see on. Hold my, on. So listen. I have a team in Eden Prairie, the flag football team. I keep the same team every semester because I love these kids. They're incredible, right? And we go out there. We run real pro-style offenses. Now, true story. I'm not going to tell you who, but I, I'm, I'm coaching at eight. Game. You're running pro-style oh, offenses dude, at we, age eight? Here's the true story. I'm at the I'm at the EP high school. I'm coaching, right? And I'm out there. And I'm like a real coach. Like I yell at my kids. I get into them. I make them very disciplined. Teach them young. That's what my coach has always taught me. You teach a kid young, they'll never forget it. So we're out there. I'm like, listen, we're going to run the mesh route, all right? I'm like, well, I want you two to mesh. I want you two to run the digs. They're like, got it. Come off the field. One of the assistant coaches, who was extremely high up the Vikings right now, comes over to me and goes, did I just see a mesh route with a dig? I was like, yeah. He was like, that's incredible, dude. There's seven. I was like, dude, it's easy to teach a kid as long as they grasp. When you tell them, like, oh, this is how the pros run, they instantly want to do it. They're like, oh, I want to run the mesh route. Let me run the Ohio route. Let's do China, coach. <laughs> Let's do China. You're like, uh, no, China's not a good time right now, guys. Like These parents, they're like incredible. They're like, what? How does my kid know all this? I'm like, listen, what we do at practice is secret. Harbaugh taught me that. We can't tell anybody, but it's, these kids are great. It's so much fun, dude. Boone, I got to tell you a story. So last year when I was, I was still working in Milwaukee, and I do some stand-up comedy on the side when I'm not talking into this microphone. I need more attention. I go into talking to, into other microphones. And I was doing a show for, uh, for a, a, a league of of youth football coaches like they were right. having their end of year banquet dinner they bring the wives and everything and my opening act was each of these coaches and i think it was like ages 8 to 10 or 9 to 11 
each of these coaches would go up and give a recap of their season. That was my opening act, and it was the worst opening act I've ever had because these guys were all traumatized by trying to get these kids all pointed in the same. It was like hearing guys tell stories from Nam. Like just, it's like hurting, it's like hurting cats to try and get them to listen to you and do what you're saying. You're telling me you got a group of eight year olds who know football, care about it, and are actually listening to you. How did you do this? Let me tell you what. One of the one of the moms is a teacher to a bunch of the kids on the team, and she came over to me one weekend, and I was making the kids run down and back. She comes up to me. She goes, she goes, Coach Boone. I go, Yes, Mrs. Hire. And she goes, uh, I just thought I should let you know. One of your kids, I saw one of your kids in the principal's office today. I was like, oh, yeah, does that affect? What's, what's up? She goes, listen, I'm not supposed to tell you because he told me. As soon as he saw me, please don't tell Coach Boone. She was like, why do you say that? I go, because I told him if they get in trouble at school, they run the whole practice. I was like, but thanks for telling me. She was like, oh, my God, please don't make him run. I was like, listen, <laughs> when I was young and we didn't listen, and my mom came up there and was like, yo, he used to run. I ran the whole day. Do you know why? Because they believed in discipline at my age. They were like, you'll either be disciplined or you'll learn to hate it but love it at the same time. I made him run. I was like, big dog, you're going to run. I told you guys, you can't be getting in trouble. Like, if we were in high school, grade school, it didn't matter. You got to have discipline in life. You got to follow the rules. So, but other than that, these kids, I'll tell you what, these kids are great. They'll do, we do fake pitch reverses, dude. Next year, you're going to come out to a game. You're going to, we're going to talk about it. You're gonna I would, it. dude, I would love to come to one yeah, of your youth sure. football games and watch you coach. Cause I know as an eight year old, if you bring this energy to the field, I'd be oh, terrified of you. I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you, I'd be terrified. No, no, this is nothing. I get so excited. Dude, one time I got into a fight with like the opposing coach cause he was yelling at my kids and I looked at him and I was like, dude, look. <laughs> That's not going to happen again. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's just a natural reaction. I'm like, dude, I don't know what a natural reaction is, but if you yell at my kids again, we're going to have a real problem. Like, the parents were like, calm down. Coach. So you're not, a, you're not a screamer. You're not a yeller. Out uh, the fo- not, not in, like, an angry way. Uh, no, not, not normally and in, in public. And, in an intense way, yes. Like, you're yeah, trying you to get these kids pumped up. Oh, you should see. Well, I get super excitable. You know me. I come over. We all play catch, and then I get in the routes. They throw me the ball, and I throw them. And then we run, like, you know, Dino routes. We'll run wheel routes. We'll run – I mean, dude, we run slant routes. Dude, we run swing routes with the slant. Like, I got – I taught the kids at 7 to do shotgun RPO. Wow. And then one dude, of the refs – should be putting on clinics. After right. what I witnessed at this, at this dinner last year that oh, I, no, I was no, doing no. some stand-up for. You, you need, to, you need to put on some clinics, man, it's, for real. It's easy. It's easy as long as you get into something that they like like go up to them instantly and be like yo you guys want to be like the pros let's do this and not only that but i'm a big guy so they're probably like this dude must have played and then the parents were like did you play i'm like almost 10 years guys let's do this we're waiting we're not waiting anymore let's go and they were like okay this guy's for real like let's go let's have some fun and then you like tell them like real routes like hey this is an ohio route we run this in the league this is a china route these are real routes you guys can do exactly what randy moss did you can do exactly what obj runs and then sometimes the kids will come to me like coach i saw this play on tv can we run it boom we're gonna incorporate it in this week's game plan here we go you know and i wanted to do playbooks but my wife was like that's way too crazy like i was gonna i was gonna do it just like harbaugh did where he used to give us i swear to god he used to give us a letter Every year, and it welcomed you to the team, and it was like welcome to the 49ers, and we 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 encourage you to bring your your talents over here on this day, and all you need is a toothbrush because we will supply clothing for you and shoes and food, and we'll take care of you for 30 days, and but you're gonna work harder than you've ever worked. Like you would read it and laugh, but it, I remember thinking and one you time, wanted to do this for eight year olds. Yeah, I did because they were like the moms were like they'll die. I was like I know right, like they would love this. But I remember laughing about it, and then I remember thinking, Tom Landry used to do that. Tom Landry, every year, used to write a letter to his team. Like, hey, welcome. This is what I expect of you. This is what is expected during the year. This is how the leaders will lead. This is what we'll do. Like, I read it one time. I almost cried 
I was like, dude, that is an incredible letter. Like, if I'd have gotten that as a grown man, I'd have still been like, yo, it's time to go. <laughs> it was, it, and it's, the kids love stuff like that. And when you tell them that, like, the pros do it, they instantly want to do it. Let's get in real quick. Uh, I know we're up against the break, Declan, but Mike in Ramsey wants to talk some football with Alex Boone. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Great. Fabulous. Say, say I got a, uh, just got a comment. You guys were kind of talking about uh, the guy on the 49ers for the tight end. And, and I, as a fan, we've always sat here kind of watch. It seems like when we've been up against the teams with a little bit better tight end who's, who can run good routes, might be kind of a bruiser. Uh, it seems like the Vikings in general are, at least the last few years, we have we kind of have a problem with those type of teams. Uh, you know, when you know Kittle was here last year, if I recall, didn't he go off for a bunch of yards or something, even though we beat the 49ers? But he went off, and now they're a little bit better this year. So I'm just kind of curious what your thought is on – I know you were kind of covering an idea of maybe putting, you know, roads on him or something, but – if he's that good of you know running routes, we seem to struggle with that. You know, with you know with the Zimmer defense. Uh, I'm just kind of curious of what your thought is in the real scope of that type of talented player with you know with the history in the last couple three years against teams who have that. Appreciate the call, Mike. Thanks. Yeah, no, I think that you know last year Kittle also dropped two huge passes. I think he's obviously gotten better. But when you talk about how do you stop a guy like this, you play his game. All right, dude, you want to be physical? We're going to be physical. You want a contested catch? I'm going to give you a contested catch. I am going to be in your grill because he's going to be doing the same thing to you. So the refs are going to be like, listen, we could call it on both sides. What are we going to do? We're not going to do anything. We're going to let you guys play. You want your contested catches? Go get them. If you want to cover Harry with them, dude. Whatever you do, you just got to blanket this guy. Two guys, double team. He is the guy you want to double team because he's the guy that can run down the middle out of nowhere. I've seen it this year where you're like, how did he become so wide open? How do you not double the best player on the field right now? Like You've literally let your tight end run a slant route all the way when nobody was watching him. That's just silliness to me. So you double him the whole game or you just say, hey, Rhodes, go have fun. And I say that, but you know, Rhodes... When he looks hurt on the sidelines, doesn't sometimes doesn't that piss you off? Like you're like, dude, is he hurt? Is he not hurt? What's going on? Is the shoulder? Is it not the shoulder? And then he's not limited, and you're like, what's this dude on the sidelines is killing me? But if he's healthy and he can run and he can move, I, I put him on him. Let's go. Let's have some fun. That's Alex Boone, former Vikings offensive lineman, in for the entire hour of Score North Live here on 1500 ScoreNorth.com and the Score North mobile app. More Vikings talk and um, some football talk and. Shannon Sharp absolutely destroying Orlando Scandrick today. Want Boone's thoughts on that? All that coming up on Score North Live here on 1500, scorenorth.com.